Production. Recorded live. Black Power. Big Fortier. My hotel. Welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. Think Tank Thursday. Uh, it's your brother Born. We here tonight. Ready to get it in. And we got the family coming in. Gonna line it up. Tonight we're gonna do uh, a long needed uh, relationship uh, show tonight. Just gonna be getting it in. You know how to build how to build up these bonds between the black man and woman. Um, how to how to just uh, how to just deal with one another. How to uh, you know build each other from our rebuild each other from our broken states that we've been in. You know what I'm saying? Because the majority of us been broke, been broken, or or I'm not gonna, you know, I don't even want to say broken, but a lot of us been mishandled. You know what I mean? Or misshapen, misshaped by situations. So what we want to do is dispel, uh, figure out how can we reshape our relationship, reshape our consciousness to deal with one another again. You know, I'm a black man in a relationship with a black woman. Myself, and it's definitely, uh, you know, regular basis, man. It's an up and down, we, you know. We regular poor black people. So we don't, you know, we doing what, what we got to do to survive. But the stresses of being, see, poverty is, uh, is a stressor. Trust me. And I, don't, and I don't like to just be poor. Working on the come up. But. A lot of times, not being able to do what you want to do, uh, or you know, a lot of times the stress is not you know bills, all type of things, you know, just all different type of things stress itself. Or poverty is the number one stressor within inside the African community and the African uh, relationship here in America is how we deal with one another according to the capitalistic system. So you know, we want to get it in nice. I'm going to give praise in that turn of glory to God, long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise how he's suddenly glory to Ida B. Well, long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Ruhama. And thank everybody for coming out. So we're going to, we're going to do it uh, real nice. Let me see why I got my chat room open and ain't anything rocking over there in my chat room. Let's see here's what we got going on here. Um, my me family, I'm trying to get everything opened up for us. Tonight should be a good show. You know, we are. We just want to come out and express ourselves. You know what I mean? Properly as family. That's all. We're going to come out and express ourselves properly as family and get all the co-hosts of them lined up in here. Right. What we got going? What we got rocking? Beef Rodeo. Is that sister Camille Alki? That's a sister Alki. Black Power, BB for Hodeo. Ah, beautiful, yeah, Queen. How are you? Fantastic, King, and you? 
you know, hey, everything is all rough. You know, every day up better than down. <laughs> like every day up is better than down. But yeah, we just, uh, you know, we don't let our let our guests and stuff, and they, you know, uh, people in the chat room filter on there, the rest of the family filter on there. Um, we've been we've been uh, you know, we've been moving through this uh, this this uh, year very swiftly. You know, uh, May is about to leave us, but I don't know if y'all in, in my part of the neck of the woods, it's still cold up here, and with this. This uh, prevalent cold going on is hard on relationships with prevalent cold when dealing with Africans because as an African, I don't like being cold. And it just gives me a nasty disposition. It really does. It's me being outwardly cold gives me a nasty disposition nowadays. I used to be able to deal with it differently when I was younger, but now I just, there's something about me. It rubs me wrong, especially being April when it's 50, 50 degrees. I mean, May. I'm sorry, excuse me. Especially the middle of May, and it's still 50 degrees. This this right here, is a, it, it put pressure on the individual, which will in turn put pressure on any other, uh, on, on the relationships that you deal in. Like a see from this, why the Caucasians' uh, relationships are so volatile living in an environment that was even worse than this on a regular basis would bring you to the point of wanting to snap all the time, aggravated with the cold. But uh, we don't want to blame that on the cold. We blame that on the beast nature. But uh, we'll keep that moving. But uh, what's going on out there in the in this city, uh, Sister Camille? Well, I- I'm feeling melancholy right now. I feel I'm feeling like the motherfucking weather. Uh, it's three days, three days, where it's just been this cloud mass that won't move. It's gray, look like it won't rain. The last two days, about six o'clock, you see a little bit of rotting. Boom, it's over. I'm like what? What the? You know? So it really has me in a very melanin. And when I'm saying melanin, it's different. You know, two sides to every corner. So I'm dealing with the deepness uh, of melanin. I'm in a real deep state of mind right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand you coming from. Like I said, it's just it is it's just so so weird, and so it's just a different type of thing. Right? I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm down. I ain't gonna say melancholy. I'm down right now. I'm very, I'm down and very uh, hostile. Like it's, it got me very, very quick to hostility right now. I'm very aggravated, aggravated very easily due to this. You know, it's just not. You know, it's not something that is. Like I said, it's definitely something that's not good for relationships. I don't know what's going on up here on this, um, uh, up here in this northeast, but it's definitely something that makes me. Uh, it, I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm I'm looking at this shit got me it got me puzzled I'm perplexed I'm very perplexed about this about the the weather up here and the weather I see this is something that I, that I learned right is that they say uh, 
was in touch and what what makes rain, hell, snow, and earthquakes, right? And they say all of the above is controlled by the Son of Man, you know. Um, and it was like a a, a little in the, in the the sub meaning to that was like when you're dealing with your woman, you can make her go through weather patterns. Being should be should be like raining, crying. She could be angry, thunder, you know. She could be cold towards you, like snow. Or she could, or she could be, you know, bearing, like bearing fruit, be kind towards you. You know what I'm saying? But all of the weather, all all of her actions and all of her uh, uh, emotions are controlled by the Southern man. And they, and that's the black man. Like, you, you can control those emotions by how you give off your energy to her. Whether you you know if you got to be strong energy or if you got to be far off, but but depending upon how you give your energy to her, it could change her mood and emotion. And uh, you know it's just something that I find interesting when dealing with the weather outside right now. Is that it's affecting my mood and emotion. I'm feeling like Gab right now, really. I'm feeling like Gab, really. It's the liberal. Real gets right now. I mean, was talking about that today, and I think this has to be the coldest May, if not in history, definitely recent history. I mean, we ain't cracked. We might have had one day with 84 minute that day. You know, mm-hmm. it was like 80 for a half an hour to an hour, and then, you know, <laughs> it went to 73. <laughs> I'm dead ass because it was hot. Then you was like, oh, shit, I got to go back home. I got to go to change and shit. If I'm going to be out in the streets, let's go. That was today. Today it was today it was like 55, 60 degrees. Then all of a sudden it got up to like, it almost got warm outside, like 75 degrees or something. No more than hours later. That was out of here. Dang, but it's out of here, wind blowing, cold. Then, about 7.30, 8 o'clock, it was warmer at 7.30, 8 o'clock than it was at like 3 o'clock in the day. <laughs> okay, that's problematic. <laughs> so, you know, we're just going like that, and we being African, we're affected by, by nature. So it affects how we, you know, how we moving. You know, so... With that going on, it, it affects how, you know, how we vibe, our vibe, our vibration, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, a lot of times the weather will play on that. And the weather plays on, on almost everybody, you know, uh, if you've got any type of connection, you know, you got water in your body and all these, you know, you got every element that's on the planet in your body. So uh, naturally, the environment will affect your, you know, your physical. So it not only affects our physical, but it affects our mental, our, our state of being. That's one of the other things that the weather does. And I, it's just, I'm not liking it. That's all I'm saying. It's just causing me trouble. It's getting me in trouble. Well, baby, blame it on the weather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's getting me in trouble. <laughs> Tell the queen it ain't your fault. It's the weather. <laughs> it's right here. It ain't my fault. Yeah. It's not my fault. the weather. I'm telling you, it's just, I'm outside angry. I'm sitting outside like, oh, I can't believe it. And then it just put, and then other things just put a stifle on how I want to get money because I like to be outside, and then it just makes me angry outside. Like, oh man, I want to be out here and 
in the cold, in the wind. That's why I don't like the rock in the winter. So now May, how I can't get outside in May? I already been held up March, okay. I was like, damn, March, all right. April. Now, May, the middle, this was, it ain't even the middle of May. It's 10 days before the end. Yeah. 10 days before the end. I can't get a steady 70 degrees. Oh. I got African stuff to sell, sundresses, and shit like that. I mean, that shit is. I'm, I'm going to have to go for the hell. Africans don't be, you know, I could buy some mud core coats and shit, but they try to charge an arm and a leg. I can't find that. But Africans out here at a decent price where we can try to barter and make some bread together. That don't work. Shit. I know I've been, now that you said that, I, I, I have been very quick um, tempered and shit. I did go off today and shit. Yeah, it just. It just make me not. It just it does. It just make me uh, uh, irritable, more irritable, easier to be irritated. You know, just dealing with just dealing with it. So you know, it said it ain't me. It's the weather. I'm feeling like Gab right now. Gab up here in the Northeast is not liking it. My plants ain't growing right. I'm trying to grow or die. What the hell is going on? I can't grow or die. This shit all dies. Listen, I'm so glad I ain't really start yet. The fucking flower bush that that was flowering pretty and shit, pretty pink. That came out this morning. That shit done shriveled the fuck up. I said, what happened? Shriveled up. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, you know, and not because you ain't even trying to give it proper care. It's just too cold out here to care properly. That's exactly what happened. You know, I'm quite for sure uh, it'll it'll open back up when uh, I finally, you know, get a chance to live. But I'm like, this is vampire weather. That's what I was thinking about today. Like, this would be perfect for a vampire. You know, motherfuckers would come out talking about the cracker beast, and then, you know, took me to the cracker beast. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what they trying they, to do to Ra? <laughs> anyway, it's like they, I don't, I don't know. It's just like wherever we're sitting at in the on, as as up here in this New England part, we just sitting in a in a in a weird space because other people are getting the, the weather. Other people weather changing, so everything ain't changing up here. Tell me, so, my people call me from North Carolina. Like, oh man, this is nice eighty degrees right now. <laughs> All right, don't tell me nothing else. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight. Oh, this is here. Nothing else. It's nice eighty degrees, eighty plus. Okay, clear. But uh, like like I said though, you know you you say that that bush, you know it's like you got to give it some care, and that's what that's what we got to do with our relationships with one another. We got to give it some care because we all are people who been, you know, we all been hurt, right? We already we already up under, you know, the the worst oppressive system. You know what I'm saying? You know, this this one the worst oppressive system I've ever known. To man, we already up under that, which brings added pressure, which keeps us in a situation where we don't like each other. You know, um, we just—it's just like it's natural for a black man and woman nowadays to be not only disagree, to just be disagreeable with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No matter what, just have to be disagreeable. That you know, you say something, and the first thing, no. You know, you—you know—and even if they even if they agree with what you're saying, they'll say no first, and then they continue to agree with you. I've been a victim of this. From just language, just talking to people and saying and just 
That's why I try to keep that out of my vocabulary. I try not to say no as a response to something something somebody says because we automatically take that somebody's not saying the right thing to us. You know, you ain't saying it right. This is, no, 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 no. And, and, you know, this is something that we have to, you know, we got to take uh, heed of that this goes on. Uh, and, and two, what I, I have experienced and observed is when, and particularly in relationships, right, um, we always feel like our partner is correcting us and we catch a kiss, like, you know, it could be something small. Mm-hmm. And if I say it, it's almost as if the, he gets defensive or, you know, we become, become defensive with each other. And then that turns into a fucking argument. Because now I'm responding off of the, your energy of defensiveness. You're responding off of misinterpreting my shit as, like, correcting you or taking your manhood. And here we go. Here we go. You're off to the bases. We all, I like how you said that. I know what you mean by that. I know what that meant. Like, hear what you said. I mean, in your mind, you said, yo, I know what that meant right there. You mean yeah. the slick shit over here. That's what you mean. You saying that, but this is what I understood it as this right here. That you might say you meant something else, but okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah, misinterpretation, you know, uh, we definitely fall victim to a lot of misinterpretation. You know, we don't know how to speak, and, and, that's a, and, and we fall victim to misinterpretation not because we don't know how to listen, because we understand clearly what each other is saying. It's because we misspeak to each other. We are we we're in an abusive speech. Our our speech is abusive. You know what I'm saying? Our, our speech is, is is negative. Like we got a negative type of speech that we deal with 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 um with everybody. It's not just with your you know with your spouse or the person that you're dealing with in a relationship. But we we tend to be defensive all the time as Africans. And tend to um uh, uh speak in a mannerism. A warfare with all of our people, and it's not because you want to go to war with them, but it's just the way that you use your language in order for you not to get ran over from you know this 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 shit that you pick up ten years old. How to speak to people to make sure that they ain't talking to you all crazy and all that. They get you hold up, man. Listen, uh, all right, I know from now on this is how I'm gonna talk to people from now on. Then. You know, and, and that's some of the things that, you know, we, we pick these things up with negative, you know what I'm saying? We, we watch our parents um, do things, say things, that, we, that and we, we pick them up and we put things into our own, own stuff that, you know, I, I definitely think that we need to break. I think we need to break. I'm, I'm always I'm always willing, I, you know, one thing that I'm willing to do, I'm always willing to admit if I know I'm, I'm wrong. I'm willing to admit that at the end of the day. All right. All right. All right, I was wrong. Even if you think when I say, yo, you're right. Even if you think that I'm just playing when I say you're right. If I tell you you're right, I'm, I actually thought about what you said, and I'm like, uh-uh, you're right. Even if I'm saying it condescendingly, because I wouldn't tell a person they was right if I didn't think so. I don't care. I don't give a damn. That's just me. I'm not. I don't think you was right. If I think, oh, right, all right. 
Uh, that's how I'm going to be. But if I think that you was right, I'm going to think about it. And even if I'm angry, I'm like, all right, you're right. You got it. You got it. And you gonna, and, and the way that I'm going to say it, you're going to feel like I'm, I'm being condescending. You're going to feel like I really don't agree. But that, uh, if I say you're right, you know what? I thought about that. You're right. That's how I really feel. But, that don't, you know, at the end of the day, though, uh, you know, like I said, though, at the end of the day, I, I never I only do that. You know, I, I do that. And it, it's not out of malice that I'm speaking condescending. It's just that, you know, I just, I'm going up in the mirror is uh, battling with my words and especially battling with the opposite sex for no other reason. But that she's the, that she's the opposite sex. Well, I can't help but to think that a lot of um, the issues that we have as a couple and then thus as um, just people amongst each other is, you know, remnants of of our conditioning um, that we've been through, you know, by by the cracker piece. I I can't help but to feel that because I, I noticed something about myself and being in relationships, how we hurt the ones we love the most, mm-hmm. you know. Now, somebody else could have aggravated me, did some shit, right? But I'm not, I, and this is not my man now. This is out in the world, right? And I don't give it to him like I should, right? Come home, these little things say, I'm blazing. Yo, you say yourself, listen, right? Listen, I'm in the, I just took a ride. I just took a ride, right? With my, uh, I, I was going to therapy. I'm in the cab. Therapy dude sitting beside me, you know what I'm saying? Been married, man. He like, yo, he was saying, so I guess he had a problem with He, he was having a problem with He had an argument with his wife that day, you know, whatever. So he's like, man. You know, and so he's just chopping, he just, you know, he's just chopping it up with me talking. He's like, man, I'm telling you. He said, man, you don't love him if you don't think about killing him one time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? He said, I'm telling you. He said, you don't love him if you don't, if you, if it's not one night. You just looked over there and said, I killed him. Don't go for that. Man, you got to pull stuff off me. You got to pull this off me. I was like, yo, man. I said, yo, that's one of the wildest statements. But I can understand where it's coming from. As you being, it's because just the thing about our relationship, you being so, so much in, like, when we deal with each other as a man and woman, you really, when, uh, as a man, I know this as a man. When a man loves a woman, he loves her. I uh, mean, and so he'll throw his all in it. Like, you know, a bunch of, you know he'll, he'll sleep with a bunch of different women, all type of shit like that. But the one he loves, he's going to love her. You know what I'm saying? And, Anything that she do against him, he's going to take that shit personal with hell. Straight up. He's going to take it very serious and be very emotional about it. That's why you can't, you know, when the man is in love with a woman, so you just can't say to him because you're just going to, you're going to end up driving him crazy. You're going to drive him crazy. You just can't say certain things to him because when you know that he loves you. Uh, he in love. You just can't do it because it, it, it um. It affects the psyche, and men fall in love very rarely. They, I, I don't know how much women fall in love, but I'm saying men, you know, they're, they're, they, 
And so when one woman hurt a man, he he's he's through. All other women are gonna pay for that. Now same way like with women will still deal with multiple women, men or men will fall back for a minute, man, they'll fall back right now. I'm straight. When there's one that hurt you, I I've seen I you know and also it makes me hard to understand where I've seen certain situations where I've seen a woman be able to deal with a man and then like break up with him and then he having another relationship already rocking and moving forward and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, with, with me as a man, I think that would be hard for me. If I loved that woman, it would be hard for me to do juggle that shit. Because, you know, your, your mind, I don't know, your mind would be uh, distraught. You'd be uh, totally distraught. I've been distraught before. Uh, but, True, but, you know, it depends on your level of conditioning, too. You know what I'm saying? It is perverted to hurt the one you love. It is not normal, in my opinion, to take my frustrations out on the one I love, on the man I'm loving, mm-hmm. on the king that's loving me. So what is it about us that we are quick to lash out faster on someone we love than a stranger? Yeah. We're going to have to work on that because I, 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 I really can't, I really don't know at this moment what makes us want to hurt, our, you know, our loved ones quicker um, than a stranger. I, you will know my buttons and you'll pull, push it? Because yeah, you mad? <laughs> you ain't like how I said something? And then it has me thinking too. I, I, what do, my views of what I look for in a man, and my views of a relationship, is it? Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. How do we relate to it? And that's why I think one of the, you know, you're saying that uh, how we relate to each other because we come from different backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? And because of our different backgrounds, some people come two parent homes, some people go to homes where there was only one parent. Some go through where they were living back and forth with two different parents or where you had a lot of different multiple, you had your one parent but multiple other people going back and forth through the house and all that. So it, a lot of us get together and we have different thoughts already in our mind on what a relationship supposed to be like and we bring those thoughts to a relationship and can't properly connect together because both people want to be in a relationship. But they they only see it going how they envision it in their mind. You know what I'm saying? So they envision a certain thing, but their actions can only dictate a whole other thing because this is all they live. They live a different thing than they vision. So you see the perfect little thing, y'all working together right. But since y'all both ain't lived that type of thing, it don't normally work out. Y'all got to you have to really sit down and take time to figure it out exactly what's going on. You know, it takes a lot of years. I'm saying you take a lot of years to do this. A baby for whole year, family. Black power. Black power before you. Black power. I'm gonna catch you off. When you're done, I'd like to chime in. I was just letting the family know I was on the line. Oh no, go go ahead, brother Abel. It's open line. Just want you know, we just want everybody to be able to come on in. So everybody who on the line right now is open line. Come on in. I mean, for me. um, I speak to a to, to a lot of women, you know, so um I basically surround myself by a lot of queens due to the fact that I feel that um 
we can learn a lot from them, you know what I'm saying? It's like, for me, it's like the foundation of knowledge is the woman itself, you know, so that's where I'm coming from. But uh, me personally, dealing with how I came up, and you have to go back to the beginning uh, of our issue between a black man and a black woman. It goes far back. And if we go back to our ancient ancestors and we look at the relationships there and how we were as a civilization to where the bond between a man and a woman and, and a child and a village and, and bringing growth and building a foundation in order to give life, you know what I'm saying, to a whole entire strength in the community to where nowadays the world that we live in now is completely different. Um, our basis and foundation of love and our connection amongst each other is so many wedges and divisions that's in between that. I mean, just think about it. Uh, our status of wealth back then as an ancient people was based on your craft. So it was like if you was in the community, it was like, yo, you got the hunter over there or whatnot, or you got the medicine man over there, you know what I'm saying? And this is his craft that he passes down to a tradition through his family. So it wasn't like a status of wealth. It was whatever your family lineage was to whatever craft of the trade that they had to offer to the village was pretty much the status. So if you look at now today, um, things are based on materialism and a lot of misgiving uh, courses of energy and the people that you hang around that try to take relationships and turn it into something else. So, you know, um, without confusing the people, basically what I'm saying is that through a course of time, the meaning or the the energy put in, because I don't want to really say emotions because emotions is energy, has changed. And because that has changed, we as a people and our connection to each other has changed. Now, you got to look at the goods and the bad. So when you look at the bad, when, you know, we went through what we went through and we still going through it, when the cracker came on the scene, he created a system to make a division between the black man and the black woman by putting us through the most horrific um, the most horrific things that we could ever go through. And while we were going through these things, um, the support for the black man and the black woman together while going through these things just was not there because of the condition of what we were going through. So just think about it. You're in the house with... with you're a black man, a black woman, and you got your family. Cracker come, kick down the door, eight, nine crackers. He take your wife. He raping your wife in front of you. There's nothing you can do. You might have put up a good fight, but you weren't able to protect that queen from going through that, and vice versa when it happened to the man when they came, kicked down the door, and, you know, inflict the same sickness on the man and the child. So I look at that and I say, well, that's a good start. But then I have to use that and then I have to create a timeline going from that till now. So if we sit here, excuse me, if we sit here and walk through that timeline, it's going to take forever. But I just want to put that out there. So I'm going to go now to modern day. Dealing with relationships now and this modernized time is that pretty much relationships really don't have a solid foundation anymore due to the fact of the, the mind state of the man and the woman. We don't have a solid course of communication. 
communication is very important. The black man and the black women rarely are able to sit down even in disagreement or agreement with each other to have a any type of conversation amongst each other that doesn't turn into, you know, hating one another. Um, the black man and the black woman need to figure out a way to communicate with one another on all levels, not just when things are bad, even when things are good. It's just, you know, it's not there. Um, the black man deals with different types of women dealing with the modern day and age and stereotypical. And you might want to say that it's due to the environment or whatnot. So let's just look at one scenario dealing with materialism and, and, and the black man and the view of the black woman itself. Now, this is personal experience here. You get into a relationship, right? Or you meet a woman and, and you're trying to build on a relationship. Now, she has her friends that are on her side that is viewing you. They have their opinion of you and what you are. Now, they go back and they're comparing you to what they want or what they desire as if they're looking at you as if they would also be dating you as well. So now, if there's something that they can find on a multitude that they don't like or is not suitable to them, now they're going to be in the ear of the sister that you want to get with. Now, this can be friends, it could be family members or any outside source. But if you don't match up to the list that they have, you know what I'm saying, pretty much they're going to look at you and say, well, what's there that I can utilize or what's there that's good or what's there that I can build anything on? And if there's nothing there, it's going to go to what can I take advantage of? Because this is the mindset of today. So it's like, okay, he has this one good quality about him, and I like that, so I'm going to stick with that. I don't get that from this, that, second, or the third. So once that gets old, you know, they start building on something else. They meet somebody else. Now, this person may have things or qualities that you don't have. Let's just say, brother, in situation A, he's not doing that well. You know, he's not, he might not be working or whatnot. He may not have materialistic things, but on the inside, his heart is good. You know what I'm saying? He will treat the woman the way she needs to be treated. He'll respect her the way she needs to be treated. Okay, now there's example B. Brother really don't give a fuck about the sister. He just want to fuck on her. He going to treat her like shit, talk to her like shit. But, you know, behind closed door in the bed, he got good sex game. Brother A, you know what I'm saying, may be lacking in a few of those areas. Okay, brother B might have materialistic things. He might have a nice car. He might have a good job. And he got a good hustle going in the street. But his mindset of dealing with a oh, woman oh, oh, is... All right, all right, I got you now. All right, all right. What's your name again? Uh, my name is Rahe Roof, isn't it? Who going to just cut in and interrupt you like that, though? Uh, it's cool. The brother can okay, uh, uh, chime in or whatnot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoever that is, hold on one second. You, you got to at least use yourself. I see you just came in right there like that. And, you know, I ain't touch your line. Yo, man, what the hell going on, man? Hold on, who is this coming coming here like that, man? You come here with that mad rule. To, to, the, to the brother. Uh, the family was in the middle of his sentence and everything, man. 
Uh, to the brother that's chopping in, uh, you can chime in. Just let me uh, finish giving a brief course example. I'm going to chop it up because I'm going I'm to go through uh, a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying? So now example A against example B, you know what I'm saying? The woman is now conflicted, you know what I'm saying? So when you have outside sources dealing with the relationship and putting things on the scale of what is better suited or what looks better, to those that are around them or their family and friends is one scenario that creates, you know, a a separation between the black man and the black woman. Due to the fact that I was interrupted, I did kind of lose train of thought. So I'm going to end on that, and I'm going to go into another uh, different scenario between the black man and the black woman and just let the callers on the line, you know, go ahead and uh, give their opinion or their thoughts or go ahead and bring to the table whatever they want to bring to the table. Um, I wanted to have this dialogue or whatnot because I do notice that us as black men and black women, that this is a very strong um, issue that we have amongst each other. And the goal of the black man and the black woman is so important to our goal of liberation because if we don't love each other and we don't have each other, then we don't have a future at all. You know, the black woman can, can, can give birth and spawn off a whole entire new generation with or without us, you know what I'm saying? But it's better if that it's with us, and I'm seeing a lot of our sisters choosing to go about it without us. Even those sisters that call themselves conscious of knowledge of self or black power or whatnot, I see a lot of ills going on. Even dealing with those that are into the polygamy, you know what I'm saying? I've talked to sisters that tell me, they meet brothers, and these brothers or have high-ranking roles, uh, high-ranking roles in whatever the organization that they are part of. You're part of an organization that's supposed to be liberating our people as a whole, but the only thing that's on your mind is how your dick feels. So you want to go out, you want to sleep with all the sisters in the community, and then you sitting there and you lying to not only your queen that you have about, you know, the rules of polygamy, you know what I'm saying? Brothers that are doing this shit, I have no respect for you. I have no love for you. I can't call you a brother because you cannot liberate and uplift a queen while you are sub su uh, subjugating her to the same poisons and inflictions that we're trying to open her mind up to and get her to free, you know, from the mental enslavements of this shit. So... You can't say that you this and you that and you part of this community and you for polygamy, you got a wife at home and you looking for a second or third wife, but you're going out in the community fucking all the sisters and you're not going back and being true with your wife, you know what I'm saying? You telling the other sister on the side, yeah, my wife no, and your wife don't know. You lying to both, you playing both, so all you really want to do is just have pussy in the bed. So you want your cake and eat it too. That is not helping our liberation in any way at all. You know what I'm saying? All you're doing is fucking up the mind state of the queen for the next brother that come along. This is going to continue to be an issue as long as we don't deal with this. You know what I'm saying? This is why I brought this topic up. I'm not putting any names on the table because I don't do that. I'm just letting you know that I'm aware of the situation. So with that being said, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be brothers and sisters that's on this line. You're in a relationship. We want to have this conversation not to bring um, 
not to bring any chaos to your relationship at all because I know that the queens are going to say some things that are going to upset kings and kings are going to say some things that's going to upset queens. So I'm going to ask the family to not deal with your emotions. Look at your emotions as energy, find a way to vent and let those emotions out other than turning on each other. I want to take this time for women and men, black women and black men, to be able to have a conversation on what the differences is that has us at odds amongst each other because the only way that we can build solutions is for us to come together and put the problems on the table. So, you know, I'm going to end on that. That's real. Um, <laughs> I want to um, ask a question. Um, to me, it seems to me, uh, from when I look at my understanding, what what defines womanhood, where it came from, and what defines manhood? That social construct and socialization, is it of African origin or is it of crack a beast origin, you know, uh, roles that have been, that we follow and that we look for in each other to fill, where did that come from? I mean, if my lack of information about my history and the distortions of history came from my enemy while I'm under their oppression, oppression, did my understanding of what a woman is what a woman is and what a man is is supposed to be or is did it not also come from those same um enemies you know that's the question I want to ask out there Well, like I said, the line is open, family, so you know um, if you don't want to chime in at the moment, keep your line on mute. When you want to chime in, come in, call me yourself, you know, excuse me. I'm going to add on, and please do. Uh, question, Sister Camille, uh, I would have to agree that we were, uh, we have gotten our ideas uh, from from Europe. The Neanderthal uh, has placed hours, thousands and thousands of hours or video in front of us. He has placed, uh, you know, thousands of magazines, you know, millions of images in front of us that have created the context for what a man and a woman uh, ought to be here in, in this wilderness. And I'll tell you there's something when you when you ask the question, now, I I'm just gonna answer it. I'm just answer it, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I got another point that I wanna make on on what you said. I'm gonna add on a little bit. But I would say that yeah, it would definitely be that we picked up our ways of uh, action and, and ways of thought and how we look at each other and what we look for for what a woman should be and what a man should be. We get those directly from what the European has um, has portrayed to us what a man and woman should be because I I think that the European lives differently than what he portrays. 
but he gives us a, a certain context that we should live up under. That you can't live up you you can't live up under um you can't live up to a standard as a uh, you know you as a black man you'll always be fighting to live up to the standard of what's put out there as what you are to be as a man. There's always something else you got to do. Before did anybody else want to touch that question or whether on whether or not um yeah um, I'll give a, a, a brief input. I think it's both. A lot of it does have to do with our enemy that you go that the uh you Urugu or the Tamil or whatever you wanna call them cracker cave trash, whatever. But also at the same time, uh we also have to take part in self because we allow our, our, our brothers, you know what I'm saying, to go off of these created situations that has our minds focused in the wrong way, and we create and put energy in it and give it life by congratulating or making it acceptable or, you know, making it that of something that is beyond okay to where it's almost like a celebration for, for, for a brother to... Uh, have a certain lifestyle with the way that he views it and, and, and chooses to use sisters, you know, to his sexual appetite or whatnot. And it's the same infliction on the woman as well, you know. So I can't just blame it on one. I got to blame it on both. I can say that the origin of it or the conditioning on us here came from our enemy, but in this day and age, the way that we carry it on and we celebrate certain things, that, that shouldn't be celebrated and put energy into, that's our own fault because we, we know what's right and what's wrong. <clears throat> maybe you do and maybe you don't. Oh. I'm sorry, oh. Brother Boyd. Oh, I, I was, I was going to say, I, I, I see what you're saying where, you know, there's a perpetuation of the situation, but I would say that right now we're still being bombarded with the same conditioning. See, like, us on the phone, the few, you know, the, the and I ain't going to say the few. There's many of us who have our, who have a semblance of, of what is the right thing. But because of the uh, because of the conditioning that we have, the conditioning doesn't allow us to to not participate in congratulatory type of um, mannerism because it, it's continual right now. The, the man who can, you know, you have to have certain attributes, and one of the attributes is of being a man is to be able to have women and the most beautiful women, as many women as, as you can have at any point in time. That's just a conditioning. They're, they're, they're still going, you know, but able to, I'm telling you, these young, young dudes be like, yo, listen, man, there's three things in life, man. Try and get rich, try and get fresh, I'm trying to fuck. So they still thinking that they that's that's just like if I'm if I got these attributes right here, I'm a man. If I can do this, I'm a man. So then it would be fair to say that we need to look at the defining what a man and what a woman is, and I kind of think that's what Sister Camille was asking. Um. On that, I think that that's something that also needs to be dealt with and touched in because I hear a lot of people use that term very loosely on saying, I'm a man, and you really break them down. Nothing about them really makes them a man because their mind state 
and their lifestyle does not reflect that at all. You know what I'm saying? It's an area that I don't think we've really delved in as a people. The fact that the way we the roles, the way we see it, is from that of our oppressor. You know, um, one of my issues have been that uh, because of the way we have been raised to see men and women, uh, women, uh, and I'm making a generalization now, uh, are, you know, the caregivers, you know, you play the background, so to speak, you don't really get involved in intellectual discourse. You know, you busy tending the kids and, and, and tending the home and tending to the needs of your man. Now, I don't know if that's African because I come out of my mama womb and I come, I'm birthed to a, a, a African woman who is doing all those things and still uh, quite vocal uh, in, the, in, the, in the midst of discourse with other men, even while the other women, her peers, are playing that role. And I'm not that way, and that has been an issue for me, you know. The fact that I do have an opinion and that I have a, I feel I have a, right, a natural right to express it, I feel that is African. Now, I haven't really delved heavy yet into the socialization of our ancestors, that information that's available. But I don't, I didn't sit into that box. So I come into the realm, the reality that is of, of the vision of our oppressor, the cracker beast. And that's their role or definition of, you know, a generalization of the role that a woman should play. So that definitely has to be foreign because they're not African. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, You you saying that right? Like, look at look at how our system is. See, everybody know the system matriarchs. Everybody know that that's how the system works. The system works like that. But the the you know what I'm saying the Neander, the Euro he makes it look like a patriarchal system. He tries to impose his strength upon everything. That he sees to make it look that way, but if you look in the in the African community, it's still a matriarchal system. It's just that the, it, you know the sisters and the brother don't know the balance between how the system's supposed to work. But I know even with men and women who together, who together, and I'll go by my own experience. Regardless to how manly my father was, his manlyhood was was defined, you know. His manlyhood was defined by the woman that he was with. What? Define, you know, you define a man by his by his woman because the woman is going to make sure she knows the definition of a man. So, um, saying that, saying that though, inside the house, no matter what, even though my father could say and he he had the word and everything, but my mother just had the control of the house. The house was everything. You you knew that. Regardless of the power that my father, you know, exuded in the home, that the real strength 
in the house was with my mother. And strippers is something different. You know, we, a woman got strength, which don't have no limits. A man be strong, but how strong he is, doesn't have a limit to how strong he is. Because you're strong and you can break. You know what I'm saying? You don't even be but so strong, but strength don't have no limit. I mean, the woman got a certain for strength, and that's, how, and that's how I see the system still going. We just not, because the, because the beast knows that, you know, he just couldn't break that. He knows that the woman had to be in charge, so he tries to manipulate our woman, and then he keeps us off balance by not understanding the dynamics of a matriarchal system. And he put out there that it's patriarchy. So the man, he getting in his mind that he's supposed to be running everything and, like, not dealing in no equality, but running everything. And that's what the running shit is. Not really understanding how much the woman really, how much, how much you have to rely on the woman. That word life, you got to, you got to rely on that woman, man. She's going to keep the shit correct, man. The woman's going to keep it correct because she got to. She has children. And I think religions of perversion also play a part in uh, one's uh, understanding of what roles are. You know what I'm saying? In in terms Mm -hmm. of, again, the European psyche. Mm -hmm. True. True. With King Jesus, King Jesus, uh, uh, Jebus, King Jebus, and, 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 and good God Almighty. And the little pigeon up there together, you know, that definitely, and you, you know, you don't barely hear nothing about the about the women at all. And you know, and <laughs> Jesus talked bad to his mother in the book. Yeah, the religious aspect is a whole different psychological uh, issue because uh, the man and the woman that deal. Cut my line, brother. No, I cut everybody. I cut everybody. So it was. That was everybody's joint. I've I've seen it as soon as it happened. Part of something. I used the demand and the woman. Go ahead. The 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 religion uh, that I've seen on the woman it it puts a fucked up uh, mental conditioning in the head of a woman. Because it tells them that it doesn't matter how much of a man that you try to be, that you'll never compare up to this, uh, you know, Greek sky faggot named Jesus or a Greek sky faggot uh, named a European God. So they're always going to put that image uh, of a man first, and they're going to say that's where their love and their devotion is first. Now that, that's another thing. Um, Another thing for the man is that religion takes the woman and, and basically says the woman has no value and places the woman underneath the foot, a man, through the course of religion. But, you know, I can see that also, you know, being part of the conditioning that, that, that we're in uh, of our separation amongst each other. Because I've heard women say these certain things. Well, if a man doesn't believe in, you know, homosexual Jesus, and she won't speak to him. And, you know, if if that's what you lost, then that's fine. There's nothing I can do on that but give you the knowledge of what's real and what's not, how you take that information and break it down, and what your final outcome is, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? That's what you choose. But 
you know, for us it's a little bit different because even dealing with the Africans for uh, our Africanship amongst each other, you know, it's hard to say this without sounding like you bashing women, but we still have conditions that are there that needs to be broken that aren't African. You know what I'm saying? And and until we can deal with that and break those things and, and find a way to meet in the middle and, and make rules and regulations and guidelines upon, you know, trusting each other and building with each other and learning how to actually re-love each other once again, because that's part of the issue, that we don't love each other. We we don't, I actually want to say that we don't want to love each other, because you made a very good point that I can relate to from self. Once a man loves a woman and that love is broken or destroyed, you know what I'm saying? The man will rarely open himself up to love again. And each time that he opens himself up to love again, it reopens that wound of the first time for him being hurt, even if it is a different woman. You know what I'm saying? And for for the woman, it can be the same in certain scenarios and cases depending on the woman. Some women do hold on to the baggage of the pain from what men have done to them. You know what I'm saying? Some don't. You have others that really just don't really care, and they can just move on and do whatever. But the point being is that we can sit here forever and, and, and keep going back and forth on what's what, but we really won't get to the bottom of it unless we have more sisters and more brothers come in and put it on the table and shit, because we might be able to identify with the few that's on the line now, but it's going to take more. We actually need to build, like, 20 sisters on one side and 20 brothers on the other side and just get it in. I agree on, on, with, with, with that, um, what you're saying there, but, Brother Hero, uh, I want to ask this question. Are we not damaged people? I'm talking yes, psychologically. So with psychologically damaged people loving other psychologically damaged people, we are people who, at the end of the day, when when the general says how we suck on on, on the cracker beast titty, like he's saying something so profound there, because it covers everything. My understanding of what a man is, the relationship between a man and a woman, that which I saw from my parents and my grandparents, all of that has been, I hate to say it this way, but it is, it's been told to us by the cracker beast. We have patterned ourselves off of their system, their, their, their social system, all their systems. You know what I'm saying? So until we, like, you know, we are really at ground zero. We, we, we are really at reset. You know what I'm saying? And so, I think we got to have a real understanding of that, really understand what that means, and then do like you said, and a part of doing that, too, we we have to go back. we got to look at the socialization that our people gave to the world from their point of view, from, a, from, a, from an African point of view, and like you said, formulate our own definitions of of self, my womanhood, your own definition of manhood, and then uh, cross-definitions, uh, how that relates to uh, family, uh, man, woman, child. You know what I'm saying? That's right. 
We definitely need uh, a nice panel. We got, you know, we got callers on the line, people listening in. You know, if any time they want to chime in, they, you know, they always got the ability to the lines are open. Let me ask this one question real quick, Clement. I heard both of you state that you look at your parents' love for each other to find a coarser definition of what love is but realize that everybody's uh, scenario isn't the same, and I heard you guys state that, but what about the child or man for, for, for that uh, matter or, or woman, whatever uh, age they chose to come into the state of consciousness of the scenario? What about when the relationship between the mother and the father isn't one of love? So you look at everything that you witness that you say that this is wrong and that, you know, this isn't what love is. So I know that when I go out and I find love, it should be the exact opposite of what it is that I have witnessed. Because when you are a child that was built out of lust and there was no love there, it was just, you know, your loins got hot, his got hot, hers got hot and wet, and you know, they took it to the bedroom, and unfortunately, due to that, a child was created. Now, whatever happened between them two people and their breakup that put inside them the hatred that they've developed and spawned in their heart was taken out on the child from both ends. Because when the mother looks at the child, she sees the reflection of him. So every time she sees the reflection of him, she takes that out on the child. I've seen scenarios where it's the other way, where the father sees the daughter, and the daughter is the reflection of the mother, and because he still hurts to that attachment, he takes on a course of having a detachment to his child due to the fact that he doesn't know how to deal with that pain. So someone that grew up in that scenario that has to look at that, only thing that I could do is to look at everything that I would not do and say that true love for me would be the complete opposite of that of what I witnessed. And from me growing up looking at my homeboys and even people that I don't know around me, just being around them and viewing their relationships, you start to add on and say, well, this isn't right or this is right. Or, you know, I'm glad for his brother and sister. They've been together for this long or whatever. I don't know their problems behind closed doors, but whatever it is, they make it work. Or there's the complete opposite where you just say, damn, well, I can understand why the sister does this because she's lost. I can understand why the brother does this because the brother is lost. It's all a part of our mental conditioning of what we've been through and the sociological environment that we put ourselves in today that creates our relationships amongst each other as man and woman, whether if it's in the bed or not out of the bed, whether if it's in a relationship as king and queen or if it's just being friends, our bonds and attachments to each other is still fucked up and it's not getting any better. Uh, and I know I'm all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we you see... This is this is what I'm saying. I don't think that it's that we what we what we need to do is realize what system that we in. You know, um, 
we've broken people, but I, 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 tend to, I, I tend to believe that we're in a matriarchal system right now. We're in it as, as Africans here. Not as, not as, not the, not the Tiamo, but as Africans here, I think that we're in a matriarchal system because if you just look out, you can see the women controlling so much of what's going on. And I think that we just have to have a, a change of how men are viewed inside of this type of system. You know what I'm saying? And men have to realign how they view themselves in the system, but it does have to be an overall overhaul of the what are the you know what are the functions in this type of system where the sister got a word because the mind state is that the sister don't got a word. You know what I mean? Because that's just what, it, that's just what the mind state is. But the system always run with, because if we look back at two slavery, we can see that it was the big mama that they had making sure that everything was, you know, make sure everybody was in line. And her, they had a woman who was always making sure everything was right. She could control that man. You control them kids. You make sure that they're right. Because they understood that that was going to be the system anyway. That's just, it is what it is. That's the most natural way to get the mother, who is the mother of all of them, to control them. So now is how are we going to reprogram what the what the vision is of a man. And that's why you know just uh, conversations as such as this, and then just being being honest on what we want out of each other. What are we looking to get out of out of a relationship? But I wonder, uh, hit love. And love is so ambiguous. It got so many little different definitions in it that there's no, like, you can, you can say one thing, but it could also be something else. It could be sexual. Love could be lust for somebody. Love could be deep affection for somebody. Love could be a strong admiration. You know, uh, it's, it's so ambiguous. So I... I always thought of love, once I learned, once I learned this, well, I, I guess, I'm, I'm not going to say always, but for a long time I looked at love as an understanding. It's, it's the understanding that you get from each other. How well do you understand this person? And that's going and, and your love can be displayed by dealing with them on their understanding. How well did you, do you understand them? So then, then that way y'all be able to relate and get along. Do you how you see each other? How you know? What do you know about them? And the things that you know about them will help you have access that is pretty much help them out. You know, you can help a hinder a person, but you know, a lot of times you're gonna be looking forward to helping them. And I know the road. You know the road to hell. They say it's paved with good intentions, but you will intend good things for that person. You know what I mean? And so you know, it's so ambiguous that you have to. We have to find a way to define just what a relationship is because, you know, it's like what is love? When we, when, if we look up the definition, we got so many different things that we could, we could say. So how are we going to define what love is in the first place? When we, you know, and, I, and I really think that we've only got our context for love up under the, up under the beast. Because we... Because, like, all right, you say now, we say in medical nature, they say marry, right? If we're to say that, you know, quote unquote. Now, Mary got a whole other type of ring to it. And it's about Mary. 
Mary sound Mary like Mary like you it's like yourself does. So that's just a, a, a interesting concept right there. I just you know I just wanted to put that out there. What is, what is love? How we we should define that? Well, I'm going to oh, say an actual fact. Sorry, King. Uh, no, it's okay. Go ahead, Queen. I'll go after you. You got the right away. I just wanted to say I, I agree with uh, Brother Bourne. Like everything else, we got that, the concept and understanding of what it is from the Crackabees. And also, when I hear the word Mary, the how our ancestors, what was the word used, that equates love. I also hear Mary, you know, like Mary, yeah. like couple, you know, that ceremony, that mm-hmm. bond thing, you know. Oh, I don't know what my day. I'm not there right now. Um, I um, I when I use it, what I'm conveying and what I mean by it is that. Um, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. I mean that I am loyal to you. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for you. So if I tell you I love you, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know. And you know, you're saying that, right? People say to me sometimes, yo, I love you, right? I got you. Like, I'm out here in the neighborhood. I'm like, man, you know, I love you. And, I, and my reply is always, you know what? Love is love. Whatever love that you say it is, that's what it is. <laughs> Same for you. Love is love. Man. So I don't know how to really define that. So I'm just like, yo, it, 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 whatever it is for you, it is for me. I like that. Peace, King. Peace, Queen. Peace. Can y'all hear me? Yes, indeed. We can How's everybody doing tonight? That's great. I appreciate everybody being open like they are. This is a sister monumental goddess. And to express things that we feel inside, sometimes we need to do that as Africans and tell one another how we feel about what we think love is. Like you said, Brother Bourne, uh, the queen said, you know, her definition of love. Um, I had picked up at the uh, Malcolm X Festival um, this past, uh, weekend, what have you, uh, the book by Baba um, Gomani Baruti, mm-hmm. the complementarity. Yeah. Tell me what that word, because it's like, okay, complementarity. It's so yeah. hard to say, and it's probably hard to say because we don't have these things instilled at us that he's talking about in this book. And I just wanted to read just the back part. This is three paragraphs, if I may. I wanted to ask you all if I could read it to you. Oh, no, please do. Bible Rudy is a, a favorite of mine anyway. Man, such an inspirational couple that they are. Um, but uh, it goes as, as this. The couple is the bedrock of the nation. Without it, there is no family, no people. Without couples, there can be no family to procreate and we are confident, untroubled, anchored children. No viable community-respecting generation can be born to continue the process of life, living, building, and defending. African couples must be whole, individually and as one. 
They must be able to trust themselves and each other implicitly. And that is what makes it imperative that we carefully choose our mates for African reasons. We must choose with vision, for we are the vanguard. Our unions have purpose far greater than the wants or needs of either member individually or the couple together. We do not bemoan this privilege. In fact, it is just the opposite. We are soldiers in love with forming beautiful families, rearing happy, thinking children, building strong, lasting communities, raising a mighty nation, and removing all enemies. For African warrior scholar compliments, there is no other reason for being. And I totally, totally agree. I, I have not found a mate. You know, as I said before, when we spoke a couple of shows ago, my mate has been in, uh, kidnapped. So we, we really, you know, we were young in love at that time, but we were in love, we thought. But we have to start all over again because of the separation. Mm-hmm. Mentally, we have to start all over again, you know. So to choose who you are going to be with, it's a hard thing, and I don't think we take enough time to do that. We are, everything is so rushy. Uh, hurry up and get with somebody, and you know what can they do for me? And are they pleasing me? Just selfish reasons. We are becoming couples to me. Very selfish reasons. And uh, like the sister said, I I really don't know what love is. The relationships that I've had, I tried love one way, where I gave him everything he wanted. You know, didn't back talk. Uh, you know, cook, clean, did the woman supposedly uh, role, and uh, he still cheated on me with a hoe, a nasty chick. You know, everybody was hitting. So, you know, I tried love the, I'm not going to take this, you know, I'm not having this, you know, you're going to either be my way or it's the highway, and that didn't work. So it, it does matter who you choose because it's always going to be this clashing. And uh, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to say, uh, brother, what's the other brother's name that speaks so eloquently? Brother Heru, I thank you for expressing my walk because I also, I had no parents. You know, my parents divorced. My mother moved on with her life. We had other men, what have you. But I didn't have that daddy figure, you know, that I needed in my life to show me what family was with my mother. So I kind of like made up my own thing in my mind to be like the opposite of everything I saw that didn't seem right in people's families. And I built on those things, and I built a character of what I believe family and love should be. And I just can't wait to express that with the one that I want to be in love with. And that's all I wanted to say to y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'll be and black. African love is is supreme. We must all try to get it and own it and enjoy it. To me. For me, I I myself, I could say I also don't know what love is. Uh, I could say I don't know what love is because I've never experienced true love like that. Or to say that any relationship that I've been in, that the sister 
obnoxious to, that, that, uh, to not knowing or, or having knowledge of self at, at that time, you know, really didn't express love. And I was like, to me, I had to break it down as it was just lust. But um, dealing with the scenario of a relationship, what I found and what I feel now is that love doesn't exist in this time frame that we're in now because of the different courses of, of the status of relationships that we had with each other. But um, something else more importantly is that even when no. we are in relationships with each other from a man's perspective, to even have feelings and to be open to come out to a woman and tell a woman how you really feel is something that nowadays is looked upon in a negative because usually if a man puts it on the line how he feels about a woman, like I said, because uh, I'm around women a lot, I've seen this happen. Women will take that and downplay that brother as being weak and, and being over-emotional because that brother put his feelings on how he feels about that sister on the line. Then that sister will go back amongst her circle and will throw that in that brother's face, and they will actually be uh, amused by it, the fact that the brother came out and he expressed his feelings. So for me, I've always told myself, never express to a woman how you really feel because when you do that, you'll get hurt. But now, you know, that I'm older, I feel that, you know, I have to throw that away. But in the back of my mind, it still comes up. So, therefore, if I can express, if I meet the woman, you know what I'm saying, that I do develop those feelings for, if I can express that, because within my past, when I've tried to express my feelings for a woman, this is how it was met with, or this is what happened, or no matter what I did, it wasn't enough. Or or you look at how the relationship played out or whatnot or what came after you or if you were being cheated on or whatever it was. You see, for me, from the time of 13 to about 19, every day, every morning for me was going around the homies. When I go around the homies, different women came through. Uh, these women were not classified as women. You would call them hood rats or whatnot. And every day, even if it was the same women, there was a switching of sharing where they were, you know, switch off. If three or four brothers slept with this sister this day and she came over with three more of her friends that were just as slutty as she was, we weren't going to sleep with the same sister that day or whatnot. It was like a switch off. So this is also a mental conditioning that's fucked my mind up towards a viewer towards women. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got to throw it out there on the line. People may have an opinion or say whatever they want to say about me at the end of the day. I really don't care how people feel. You know? But to me, I didn't learn love until black love came about. And I didn't learn how to love my people until I got knowledge of self, until I learned the importance and the role and how great the role and how much we actually need the black woman for. So for me, when I look for a queen, I look for that queen that's going to make me be a better man, not only for her, but to build the foundation of where I'm trying to go to in the future. So therefore, I have to look at myself, and I have to find all the ills that are wrong within myself or what I am not doing to be a better person and look at the queen and say, well, the queen is all that plus more. So therefore, how can I ask her to give herself to me if I'm not balancing out the field, you know what I'm saying, with giving her the same thing? 
So therefore, I look for that woman that's going to bring out the best in me, that's going to make me strive to become a better person in order to build that foundation and hold down that love that's supposed to last a lifetime. But it becomes hard because we have all these wedges in the way. We have fucked up conditioning in the way. We have the mindsets of those that we hang around, family, friends, or whatever the circle that's always involved in our relationships that say, you don't need that nigga, that nigga ain't shit, that's not the nigga for you, that nigga ain't got this, that nigga ain't got that, you should get with this dude, that dude on, that he, he doing this, he doing that, he got this, he got that, but I hear a lot of, on both sides, even from myself, where we say we want this, but what we end up with is not what we want. Just like I heard you bring up something that I have an experience with. Was in a relationship that was somewhat okay, but behind closed doors, it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted that nastiness. So when I left from that and I got that nastiness, you know what I'm saying, and I had to reflect and look back and say, well, damn, I left that because I wanted this nastiness behind the closed doors. Now that I got this nastiness and I see it's not really what I wanted because this this, this non-woman is so goddamn nasty that if she's going to do all this nasty shit with me, it's not just me she's doing it with. She's doing it with everybody else. So, therefore, now my health is involved. So, therefore, no, I don't want this shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather have what I had before. But because you gave that, you gave that up, what you wanted that was nasty and now you stuck without either one and now you conflicted and you confused and it starts all over again so the fucked up thing is that when you get with someone and you put a long time of time into it and you put yourself into it once all that's over like your mindset is that i got to start all over again so that means that i might have to get into a relationship with over 100 women and this doesn't mean sleeping with them to find the right woman that I want, that's a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? And time is something that we don't have like that. So it gets to a point to where you say, you know what, I don't even want to deal with it. So whatever comes across, comes across, and that's what I'm going to accept. And once you put it like that, there's no longer any feelings involved. There's no, there's no course of even building a chance to love because you've already thrown it all away because you see it as being a waste of time, because everything that you come across isn't that that you're looking for, and so then you have to find that answer. So then I search within myself. I don't have an answer. I ask y'all. I might get close to my answer, but within my life, I don't have the answer. So, you know, you enter a state of confusion all over again. As you can see, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place with my... um course a topic of discussion because I'm confused because there's so much shit involved that keeps not only us but me myself you know what I'm saying from you know uh, building that strong African foundation that love is supposed to represent from us as Africans and I'm going to end it on that that's it I think I've over talked already uh, so I got able, uh, you know, you make your mouth for to the people out here. They listening, you know, and you're talking about you giving up uh, good information so the family can see where is exactly the things that we got going on. But at this point in time, I wanted to, I wanted to say something, you know. We've been a little over an hour in the show, and I noticed nobody when we, we talked about, you know, we talked about relationships. And one thing that 
Oliver Hooley was off the, off the back of the book. I, I remember reading. I remember when she read it. I'm recollecting that she was saying we had to be whole. And the one thing that in order for you to have any type of love for somebody else, you got to find the greatest love of all. And the greatest love of all is easy to achieve, and it's when you learn to love yourself. Now that's the greatest love of all. Now that's something that's hard because we dealing with so much. But I'm telling you, when you the more that you the more that you uh, put that out, the more that you 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 know you feel you feel yourself, and you know what I mean, and that love will be pushed out there, and then it'll be reflected. You'll start it'll magnetize somebody to you. And you got to you got to watch. You might magnetize. They might magnetize to you. You might you got to catch them so that they get close close by. Sometimes we be missing, you know, our pieces that get magnetized to us, and then we demagnetize on them, and they and they float on on. But I'm telling you, that's something that I, I just I, I wanted to say though is that we just as a people, it's hard to love ourselves because we see, so, you know, we've, uh, you know, we condition to not love ourselves. I mean, we, you know, listen. Now, this is where when you start saying, you know, we first learn niggas uh, under this context as we're dealing with it under this English language for the white folk. So this is, you know, now we got, we got niggers, and, and niggers may not be like niggers. So niggas do anything to niggas because anybody can do anything to a nigger. Now, you know, so nowadays we we have uh, taken our African conscious and a lot of us have transformed the context of this language, but but at times it's still utilized in that same type of, uh, uh, you know, thought. And... It shows us a lack of self-love when we utilize it in the same mannerism with the same ill and, uh, um, you know, disgust that the Caucasian would use it towards us. So one of the things that I think that we definitely have to have is, you know, we just have to learn how to cultivate the love within our own selves in order for it to, you know, for it to be better expressed to the next person and for somebody and for it to better be... Uh, you know, it it it, it, uh, it oozes out you a little more. You might smile a little more, you know, and, and not all the time, but you might smile at the right at the right time for the right, you know, under the right situation with the right woman around. So that, that's what I'm saying when I when I say that about loving yourself. You know, that's that's one of the things that I find that, you know, I me myself, I I I've always felt good about myself. And it and I've used it as an attraction and and, and uh, women tend to be attracted to that. Yeah, I feel that, brother Born. I feel like you know, if if you don't love yourself and you're trying to get into a relationship, you putting that extra pr- pressure on the other person to love you, you know, I guess love you more than you love your own self or, you know what I'm saying, if you don't know you, then it, to me it's, it's going to be some conflict in there. You know what I'm saying? It, I feel like, um, like you said, 
Let me see. Um, I'm trying to put it. Am, am I putting it right? Yeah, no, I understand exactly yeah. what Because, like you said, when you, when you don't have a lot of love for yourself, and a lot of us are broken like that, but we don't have the proper love for ourselves that someone else can express to us, we actually are seeking like the love that you would get for, from a parent normally. That's what we're seeking. We're seeking someone to love us enough for us to start to love ourselves or, or show us something in ourselves that's worthy of loving because a lot of times we can't see the thing inside of ourselves that is worth loving. So that's what we seek out of other people. We seek their love because their love um, shows us that we have something in us that we can't find for ourselves. And that definitely, it will hurt a relationship, definitely. When you, when you, when you can't give that, because you can't, you won't be able to give that back to the person. You can't reflect love to a person when you don't have none for yourself. Only thing that can happen is they can send you some love and then you'll just suck it up. Now, I think they kind of set you up to get your feelings hurt, too, because, you know, if they leave, then you just like, well, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shit, my, my, my papa got on, my mama got on. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm going to share with y'all some personal shit. Well, my grandmother passed away. I had a big-ass fight with her. Not physical, just argumentative. And I said some hurtful, very hurtful, disrespectful shit. After I said what I said, about a week later, my grandmother goes into the hospital. About a week after that, you know, uh, they never told me what was really wrong with her. They lied to me. I go to the hospital, I see my grandmother. She's got tubes and shit all in her, and she's death moaning, shaking the bed, like, you know, on the last leg. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at her. She's talking to me. I'm like, damn, I'm watching her die in front of my eyes, right? I leave out the room. I get myself together. I look around the hospital, and I say, there's nothing here when somebody's dying that represents life to give them, you know what I'm saying, the will to survive or to hold on to. So I go down into the gift shop, find the biggest thing of roses I can find that I could afford at that time. I go back up to the room and I sit back there. In my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, Maybe she could look at this, you know what I'm saying? And as long as she looks at it, she'll have the will to survive because she'll see life. The only thing she told me after I sat that there, she told me, don't spend all my money. Then after that night, I go home. The next morning, I get up. Phone's ringing, and I just get an eerie-ass feeling. Something says, don't answer that phone. So I don't. Something says, don't check. The voicemail messages, so I don't. Family comes home. I hear a knock on the door. Someone's telling me, don't open the door. So I open the door, and I see the expression on their face, and they just grab me and say, she's dead. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was harder. It's the fucked up shit 
And I said, I never got never got the chance to make peace from that. Mm. Now, Brother Henderson, that right there is a very traumatic situation right there. That's definitely something that's psychosomatic. She hears your cries, baby. Mm-hmm. Her spirit is all around you. That's why you want to talk about it and get it out because she wants you to know that she's already probably, you know, been long forgave for that when you brought her life in that room to show her something beautiful, like a rose. You know, fiber hooks, bro. She feel you, though. She feel all that energy. She giving you hers, and she receiving yours. Know that. Know that. Right now, now on the down hand, uh, we look at her daughter, who's supposed to be my mother. Um, I know that y'all going to have a, a, an opinion, and I hate that woman with all my heart. Mm-hmm. Why I hate that woman with all my heart because the most hurtful shit that I've experienced in life is from this woman. The most evilest shit that I've seen a woman do came from the woman whose womb that I came out of. Therefore, I can't get past that. I can't. I'm not one who forgives. I'm not one to says I'm sorry. I'm not one to accept. Forgiveness, so I'm sorry from anyone. So, you know, for me, this is an issue. So, this also might be another issue that I have with, you know, relationships with women of being. I think if y'all have seen some sisters come on the line and be very disrespectful, then I'm, I myself am also very disrespectful. Um, when being talked to a certain way, it takes me back to arguments and fights that I've had, you know, with the woman whose womb I was supposed to sat in. I physically had fights with, you know, this woman, physically, you know what I'm saying? I remember, uh, I remember my mother throwing me up against the wall trying to snatch my Adam's apple out of my throat, you know, and I was just squeezing on my Adam's apple. I'm telling her, I'm like, if you don't stop, you're going to kill me, you know what I'm saying? And at that point, she let go. But when she let go, I had a rage and anger inside myself, so I did some things, you know what I'm saying? But regardless of the scenario, how the shit ended up playing out is that she lives her life, I live my life. She feels how she feels towards me. I live with hatred towards her that will last, you know, beyond this lifetime. That's hatred I can't let go. So if that makes me less African and y'all want to say I'm less African, that's fine. But it's easy for that to come out of your mouth, but you would have to be in a situation to understand how that plays out. Now, as far as dealing with the father, my father, I hate him just as much. Uh, I hate my father because he doesn't, he's never been a reflection of what a man is. 
he's never stepped up to the role of being a parent himself. Uh, my father is the biggest liar that I've that I think that lives on the planet. That even if you had a gun to his head and was threatening his life, he couldn't tell you the truth. So you know, all of these things uh, builds up the hate within myself and brings forth the characteristics and the bad judgment, fucked up states of energy that I won't call emotion that gives you who I am. So you know, for a woman, I say you have to accept me who I am. I am broken. I am not perfect. I am not the reflection or image of perfection. I am not hard body chiseled. You know what I'm saying? I am not, I've never been uh, that guy that's been seen as being attractive or chased by a woman. I've never been that guy to sit and chase women. So it's like with, even with all my brokenness and with all my flaws, if you can accept me and love me unconditionally for who I am in order for me to give the same thing back to you, then everything else is a waste of time. And I don't see a woman stepping up to the plate to do that because women have been so fucked up and by men in general that a lot of women don't want to deal with that because it's kind of like, like you said, you know what I'm saying? You're asking the woman to take on not only the role of loving you as a woman, you're kind of asking them for what you didn't get from the mother that you were supposed to have. So you're asking from two loves from two sources that they don't want to deal with. So then, therefore, you're looked at and categorized as being less than. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. All right. I'm going to turn on you. But, man, you definitely uh, put forth some hard truths about yourself, which um, reflect the strength of inside your own self. But I'll tell you one thing that I would that I would I would say is that first of you man, just forgive yourself. So you don't forget nobody else. So you forgive yourself for whatever for, for what happened with your you know, with your grandmother. You won't even think about being able you'll never be able to forgive nobody for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you know, just you know, just uh just it's a, it's a work we all like you say, we all work in process, you know, and, I mean in progress. You know, we're all a work in progress. And, and one thing is once we understand, at least, you know, once we know what we're dealing with in our own selves, that's at least, you know, that's that's part of the battle is to be able to identify the parts in you that you that, uh, that you can see are, are going wrong. So, you know, it's not, you know you're know you not saying that in a mannerism that you're just trying to be, this is what I, this is what I want to be all my life, but this is what you feel like. You feel like this is something that you're going to have for your, for your, the rest of your life. That you don't have a certain type of animosity built up, you know, for the rest of your life, and so that you know that's a, like I said, that's a feeling, and sometimes feelings pass. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I think that I think that you'll be able to forgive yourself in a little while about the things about um, you know what you express with your grandmother, and that might help you, you know, look at the mental. Conditioning that was not only uh, uh, that's only that's been put upon all of us, including your mother, your father. You know, my mother and father. You know, myself. You know, and the rest of and the rest of us.
Well, that's that sister's uh, perverted understanding of what a man's supposed to be based upon her, her socialization under this cracker beast. You know, because I was expressing earlier just the opposite, having um, having difficulty because I wanted to express my mental side, uh, very vocal with it, strong in nature, which is opposite of what the cracker beast says that a woman is supposed to be, you know. So it's it's we got that shit just like y'all got that shit. And I just think um, I, I'm going to have to get that book by Baba Baruti because I want to know if he really dealing with that. Are we really going to the core that, you know, like you look at the successful relationships in our community, what makes them successful? Is it that, you know, um, they have confined, uh, not confined, but they have um, morphed into the Europeans' uh, example of what that role is supposed to be, you know, that relationship is mm-hmm. supposed to be? You know, are they staying together because... Also, the European paradigm that once you get married, you no matter what, you, you stay together. Is that also something that we have in common from our own ancestors? And then speaking on the single, uh, uh, the, the child brought up in the single home, well, and from what I've st- studied so far in our ancestor socialization process, that would have not been a problem because, you know, you have people who – a husband or wife die. But we come from a people where anyone of that of childbearing age, you know, would be considered a father to that child and protected that child as if that was their own child because they were under understanding that they could have easily been that, that child's father. And vice versa with the sisters who of that age looked at all children in their community or, or whatever you want to call how we were living amongst each other um, as a mother, and she treated that child as such. So you would always have that male figure, even if your moms or your father had died. Because remember, Dr. Clark said, we don't have no such thing as a widow in our socialization. You know, we made sure that there was always that bond or that coming together and then, as my, as our opinion of a sister that is uh, uh, sexual, highly sexual, is is my view of that from the European perspective. And is it also a result of us becoming, if, we, if you want to define it as a hood rat being highly sexual because of our enslavement, because we are viewed as being sexual objects, particularly the black woman, you know, mm-hmm. So I don't know that, you know. We haven't done enough yet. Again, we, as you just said, Brother Boy, we're just coming out of shit. So we're going to have problems because we are damaged, you know. We we got to deal with that healing process. And I think having an understanding of being damaged can help us when arguments break out. You know, mm-hmm. help me catch the cracker beast in me when I'm coming at my king. Mm-hmm. And if okay. I, you know what I'm saying, if I can't catch, catch it in time afterwards, 
realize it, go back, and apologize and try to stop that particular behavior. So I, I don't know, King. I'm learning. You're right, sister. It's, it's, it's a lot of healing we have to do. And those are characteristics of slavery to me, too. And I, I felt like a slave when I was in a relationship. I felt like I was running, just trying to always please. And I was like, what is this? This is love? Man, this is tiring. <laughs> you got to watch your mouth. And, man, man, forget all that. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Plus, we have these anger issues where, you know, if you ain't doing what some other brother doing with his relationship, you know, people want to copy other relationships. We're just running around here scrambled with, you know, not understanding what to do because of our damaged beings. We are damaged. I say it every day to my family. I say, I'll be glad when these people realize we are mentally damaged and maimed from slavery. We are the descendants of these people. We have their genes and DNA. So we feeling what they felt. We acting out what they did, I'm sure, you know. Our, their spirits are in us. And we, we definitely need healing. We sure need to read a lot. I think we need to have group readings at the park and just you know, make people stand up and read a parable. We need to read and research who we are so much. It's pathetic. I'm so tired of sleepyhead people. Can't you see what's going on in this systematic ugh, cruelty that our people are, you know, experiencing every day? People are really brainwashed and don't think that this racist society is why we are running amok. It's because they beating down on us so hard, and we beating down on their ass because we strong. But, you know, the ones that are beating so hard, we we be tired. And I know it's reach, you know, teach one, reach one, but when you can't reach them, it kind of gets frustrating. And you want to say, why don't you get this? Where is your Africanness? Don't you feel this? You know, can't you, you know, don't you get it? It's just so hard. Our people just so, we've been so bamboozled. And this religion is such a main factor to me. Just something horrible, terrible, any problem, dilemma, oh, I'm just going to give it up to God. To me, that's so coward. And it, God is overworked, I'm sure. Because everybody giving it up to that. Everybody don't want to do and deal with their own problems. I'm going to give it up to God and Jesus going to work it out, fix it, take the wheel. Man, you some nuts. Take your own wheel. Learn some structure. Something. I don't know. I just get frustrated. I'm sorry, y'all. I just get frustrated like, oh. And like, it's it's just hard. It's hard to be an African. (laughs) And it shouldn't be. Because everybody is emulating us. Everybody want to be us. I'm sick of the people that don't even get that. Don't you see? They just want to be us. Damn. It's evident. They don't have no pride in themselves. They constantly mooching off some other culture because they have none. And ours is the golden culture of all, and we don't even know how to find it and bring it to our, you know, amongst us. 
We steady letting them take over everything. Damn, white girls in dashikis with dreads and all that shit. Just, ugh. It's just the babies. Whoa, what the, this is sad. Got it hard. They don't know what to look up. Somebody got a, somebody has a secret on and, and you just came in. You got a speaker going on in your back or something, or you need a mutual line. You got some double team going on. And by the way, Queen, I haven't, um, I'm sorry. I haven't um, finished the book. And um, it, it's, it's some some things in there that I'm going to have to ask the Baba about, like some understandings or some things that he's saying. And um, when I do finish it, I'm, I'm going to definitely try to focus on what it's saying, I, I'm hoping. It sounds positive so far, and Baba has never done me wrong on anything he's explained to me or in his books or lectures, you know. So when I finish, I hope to be able to spread the information. Hold on one second, Hold on. You're in, you're in North Georgia, right? Hello? What's the monumental goddess? Yes, yes. You up here in Georgia, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, no, I was just making sure because I keep getting the echo coming through, and I'm about to mute the line so I can make sure that I catch the echo. Okay. All right. Georgia. New York. Just some key. Oh, wow. So, right here, hold on. Okay. I'm bringing no background on that. My check. I need to see. Oh, shit, my bad. My bad, I got you. All right. All right. Y'all have to push uh, six pounds, uh, pound six, in order for me to know that you want to get your line open. If not, I'll mute y'all again a little bit at a time. Make sure y'all come in, but just uh, keep your mic tight. Now, that's what's so good. Anyways, I put out a lot of personal information, uh, but I did it for a reason. Um, put out the personal information because at the time when I was going through some things, I felt alone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I felt like there's nobody else in the world that was going through that shit. Nobody to understand how I felt. Also, for those that may be single women that are raising the child alone, uh, I also put that information out there to know that 
how you interact with your child and how you treat your child based on uh, a failed relationship will have an end result of an effect on that child's mind and, and, and his lifestyle uh, once he becomes of, of the age of uh, adolescence. So, you know, just if these are some of the things that may be going on, just, you know, I'm not your kid and I understand that. And, I'm more than sure you have higher aspects for your kids than me, you know what I'm saying? But use me as that example of what not, you know, to, to do or what not inflictions to inflict on your kid and what not the or what not way to feel towards your kid because you don't get along or you have ill feelings towards the counterpart that you created the child with. So you know, that's all I'm saying. I was just putting that out there so that you can see the reflections that it has on an individual now. You can say it's just me. It's, you know, different people react to different scenarios and situations differently. Some have a positive output. Some have a negative uh, output. But, you know, if by me putting that information out there, if it had changed the course of somebody's mind or somebody that's dealing with that situation now, if me putting that out there will cause you to sit back and look at self and make a change, then my job is done. Uh, even if those try to take what I said and create personal attacks or whatnot or say, oh, that nigga this, that nigga that, then at the end of the day, uh, I really don't care how anybody feels about me because, you know, it's just an opinion. I don't care less, you know, because I'm still going to be me and I'm going to do me, you know what I'm saying, even even after I'm no longer in the physical. So that's it, you know. Uh, sure. mm. Well, you know, Brother Hazel, yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, you definitely uh, laid out some powerful statements, man, like I said, and, and uh, I appreciate your canvas. And I'm glad that Queenie jumped in and, tell, you know, and had something to say, because I, I was struggling for words, being a man myself, but I knew the Queens would have the right, right words. At that point in time, but you know, at the end of the day, man, like I said, you know, it's all about how are we going to deal with one another. And the first thing is to figure out how we deal with ourselves. You know, you got to you got to know how to deal with yourself in order to deal with others. And, and it's a hard time, like you know, I'm in a wheelchair thing. You know what I mean? You know, listen, I'm in the wheelchair, man. This is some real shit, you know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I've been in the bed. Yo, listen, I'm in the bed. When I first got a wheelchair, man, I would shit on myself, son. Some whole other shit. Well, I couldn't even, my, like, my bowels, everything was messed up. Like, I I already been shot in the stomach before a long time ago. So my stomach had already been messed up. So now I'm getting in the wheelchair, then you paralyzed to a point where you can't, where when it first happened, I couldn't, I, I was like, I could feel what was going on in my stomach, but I couldn't tell the difference between if I had the shit or if I had the foot. You can't tell the fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. And so I how you know, listen, man, you know, and going through that, man, that makes that shit make you feel low than a motherfucker, man. You wearing pampers and shit like that, son. I just came from home from the hospital. I can't remember. I remember when I first started wearing underwear again, son. When I first started wearing boxes again, it made me feel a total different way. Like I had, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I really accomplished something. And then to have a woman that wanted to deal with me during those times, you know, that's just something whole totally different. And so, you know, and then while you're dealing with your own self with that, 
So, you know, you, you're dealing with all types of anger and all types of problems because, like, yo, you know, we want to be from 6'5 all the way to 4, like, you know, you're like 5 feet now. You know what I'm saying? 4'11. I don't want to deal with no shit like that. Then ain't like you dealing with that on top of So, you know, like, a lot of shit that I've been through in my relationship, you know, I, um, I take the good with the bad, man. I love it all, you know, because I, I don't understand you know, one thing that I one thing that I do do is I don't know I don't understand not uh not being together. I figure that like yo, listen, like mother and father supposed to be together. So I'm willing to work on whatever. I might be angry, whatever, but I'm still willing to work on the relationship because I feel like that's just the best that's just it is that's what it is in my mind that a man and a woman supposed to be together. Y'all got children and shit together and stuff like that. That's what it is and y'all really you know, y'all have real or you know strong emotions for each other. Really don't understand each other. Yeah, but y'all got real strong. You know, you feel well with each other, been together for for some time. You know, why not stick it all the way out and through? But you know, I know that I put a lot of pressure on a woman. So you know, the black woman I'm dealing with now, I mean, she got she got buried through a lot of pressure. We done dealt with with I'm saying, man, a bulk worth of issues. You know what I'm saying? From you know, we we go from like I said, from all different you know, from me being shot to mental breakdowns to all different type of things. And we never worked it through for years to one of us going, you know, out, I gotta be out, you know, it's just like, you know, all different type of things that that happen and uh like oh man. 16-year span, like, you know what I mean? 15, 16 years, man. I mean, and so, you know, through that, it's, it's just, it gives me appreciation for the black woman. You know what I mean? And especially for the fact that, yo, man, we've been through a lot of shit, man. And we, and one thing that we have to do is that we really, you know, one thing that we have to do is really see how uh, slavery, racism, white supremacy, the Euro construct, has created our thoughts, our ways and actions, and how we deal with each other. Because if we don't really see that, all these people we're going to blame for this shit is each other. We're going to look at each other like we are our own worst enemy. We're going to look at each other like we the fucking, like we each other enemy. The reason why I can't get ahead is because you, not nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and that hurts in a relationship right here. I just wanted to say that, so, you know, and just all, uh, um, Put that out there, and just you know, just let people know. I I, I definitely appreciate things that are going with the black with the black woman because she she's strong. She's strong to be able to deal with a lot of different things at one time. You know what I mean? And I've seen it with my own eyes, dealing with my own situation. Brother Cole, is that you out there? I don't know, I don't know. Brother Cole. I see our brother Cole holding it. Oh, that's that's what that is. That's just a toy joint. They got a little echo in the background. It's a toy mic. Well, with that being said, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's definitely clear that we deserve each other. We only made for each other. 
The only person you really gonna really gonna understand what how you are is one who's been through this hellfire with you. You know, I'm not saying that you if you find an African woman right off the continent of Africa, then don't be with her. If you find an African man right off the continent of Africa, don't be with him. But I'm saying that the one who's been through this hellfire right here is going to be the one who uh, intimately knows you in and out and understands the pressures that are here on you and how and understands that you need this to be for Hodier. Also, dealing in relationships, you have to make sure that y'all traveling together. You know, a lot of times, man, uh, uh, the way that we think and, our, and, you know, what people call consciousness and the way that we deal with, with information is different. And so I think that we have to make sure that we are complementary in that fashion. You know, like the things that I don't like to do, the queen, like the, she, even if she don't like to do, that's what she likes to do. Like, I don't you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and so we have to make sure that we look out for each other and, uh, just be better and know when you're supposed to be better. Always strive to work better. And we are working project in progress. Sister Machias, how, how, how's that relationship going down there? How's Brother Tim doing? Oh, yeah, he's doing real good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything's straight. I think one of the um, soldiers is still. Um, Kidnapped right yeah. now, and you know we still trying to get him out. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, I seen the video of the kidnapping. I seen the sisters out there, the brothers and sisters. It was a beat for ODA, but that's like love. That's the thing that I say that is, you know, it it seems like it's it's gone, but it's still here. It's still here. Black man still love the black woman. The black woman still love the black man. You know, we just have to. We we just have to go ahead and, and uh, stop holding on to our grudges with each other. Stop mm-hmm. holding on to the past conflicts because we hold a grudge. I hold grudges. We're like, I hold a grudge. I know that. But we gotta we gotta let let some shit go. Sometimes we gotta let some shit go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In order for us to move forward. Also, um, I want to add, you know what I'm saying, me and, my, me and my husband, we've been together for about 10 years. And, you know, the way we started out, we was friends for over two or three years before we even slept together. You know what I'm saying? That was my, my, my age queen, you know what I'm saying? My partner. No doubt, no doubt. You know, and, and I'm going to say that because of that relationship, before we got together is what held us now. Mm-hmm. Because when a lot of shit go down, I'd be like, damn, that's my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do my best friend like that. There's, you know, it's my, 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 my blood. You know, I know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also important. You know, I know I heard somebody say that, you know, you shouldn't just jump into stuff. So... I mean, I feel that too. You know, sometimes you got to get to know a person before, you know, you go and make a baby and all that, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of got to know what, what type of person you're dealing with because this, that lust, this, this sex, you know, had you, had y'all discombobulated and then a few months later you like, well, damn, you know. You know, feelings start disappearing. But um, that's it. 
that's one that's wonderful though. You know, you know, you can come with that testimony about being friends first, and, and you know, the thought before something go on is like, yo, that's that's my partner right there. That's my that's my that's my partner. We was aces before this. We was friends before this. So you know, that's definitely a good, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I I really I I appreciate you uh, you know putting that out there. And so for the people who are not in relationships right now, you know, just. Look forward to to building that relationship bond. You know what I mean? That friendship bond. I mean, just build that friendship relationship up first. You, you know, uh, sexual sexual desires always will be there. You know, one thing. You know, and not saying that black men and women can't just be uh, friends without having sex. But it's, you know, it's always good to have a a, a, a healthy thought about the, the, the man or the woman that you're around. You know, we got to start to, on that, that relationship journey. So, uh, Sister Camille, y'all out there quiet on the relationship. Well, right nah, the shit is deep. <laughs> I, I, the sister hit on some real shit about, I think, the best relationships that I've seen have been um, where they did start out as friends. Like, my fi- the couple that I'm really close with, that's how they shit evolved. You know what I'm saying? And they've been together for a minute. Mm-hmm. Got two seeds out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with that. But I'm, I do think, as a, a people, we got a right to set up our own things, too. And this thing where... We have, um, I, I just feel in the RBG community, we need to get to a point where or those are the African first, second, and third, to the point where you you can't be single. I'm sorry. You know, if we're going to have little get-togethers like Dr. Clark said, I mean, if our ancestors made this happen this way, because, you know, the first society, the or the first structure is that couple. Everything else was built upon that cornerstone, right? I mean, mm-hmm. right. So, I'm sorry. You know, we we're gonna have to get to a point where there is no such thing as a single woman or a single man of productive years. If okay. you may have to get to learn to love somebody, you know, if you don't find your soulmate out the gate, because I do think that's a such thing, that uh, there's just people, for whatever the reason, they were meant to be together. I don't know if it got something to do with another life. I ain't on that level like that. I don't know if that's real or not. But you see that. You see how they just seem to find each other. But if that didn't happen, then we we have to get to a point where, you know, that's just not a thing in our community. Uh, you know, you saying that that's a, that's uh, a very interesting um, subject and a topic to hit about making sure that when you deal with other couples, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's and that's a real thing. We should have always have couples in the community. We should always be looking to, to play matchmaker. By, oh, you you free, huh? Oh, you you the smart one, huh? You got a smart one over here. Look. Check out, she's been around here for a little while, brother. Brother, I'm telling you, brother, this one right here. 
You know, sister, but look, you watch out there. This brother, he, he, he's a smart one over there. You know, that's going to be the word. You know, ain't nobody going to be denied. That's a smart one right there. That's an intelligent one there. Hard worker right there. That's a hard worker right there. That brother there, that's a hard worker. My sister and sisters are going to get in. They're going to start enjoying that. What? Yeah, hard worker. Yeah, sister. Uh, but you know, definitely, that's an a, a excellent point to make, though, because, you you know, you you will build the nation quicker with couples because, you know, you just got that duality and that balance. Every man needs to be balanced off with a woman. Every woman needs to be balanced off with a man. We tell it that's just how we made. We made like that. Bye-bye. Uh, and... Right, Paul, what's going on, brother? Yeah, man, I've just been listening, kind of late getting in, you know, but, um, man, it's great. I greatly appreciate everybody sharing um, their perspectives and experiences tonight, you know. Um, you know, the only thing I got to say is, uh, you know, I think as far as as far as brothers and sisters who, who are single, um, you know, I think they gotta continue to, to you know, be themselves first and foremost and um and be faithful to themselves. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> That's about it. You know, I I do think that um you know, there's there has to be more social social interaction between um you know, our, our single brothers and sisters as far as um giving them the opportunity to interact, you know, mm-hmm. and um and things like that. Now that also that also has a lot to do with uh, our people who have somebody. You know what I'm saying? Who have compliments and creating the creating the settings um, to allow for those those people to meet up and um, and build. So like the sister was referring to, um, you know, having having sessions where we might all have the same book, you know, and be and be reading out uh, pages or chapters, you know, sharing an experience. You're sharing the experience, and um, I think um, that's extremely important. Now, but in regards to like um, staying together, I think um, test, test, testing it, <laughs> testing your compliment is essential. Um, you know, always doing a check to see where you're at is extremely important. Um, and even for our brothers and sisters who might not have somebody, um, looking looking to, looking to connect with a person through shared struggle is one of the most um, beautiful things you can do. So. First is like looking for a person for the sake of you know you know you don't have nobody so on and so forth. You have this perspective on you know what kind of person you want, but um. What, what the fuck? Yeah, one of the one of the things we all have in common is um is a struggle, and that's that's a shared experience as far as black men and women are concerned too. And so we should try to connect with each other more so on that because I think we have that subconsciously we got that more in common than we got any goddamn thing else individually we we attempt to claim um, as we walk through this this, this this experience. You know what I'm saying? So um, no different than discovering your history can be something um, that's for your individual experience. I think um, attempting to connect with people across the shared struggle is important for black men and women within regards to trying to um, – you know, man wounds for one, but also uh, try to figure out new ways on how we're going to battle this beast together 
whether we with somebody or not. So that's my perspective on tonight. That's right. You know, one of the things is that book, I believe the queen got that book, so complimentary. Barbara Blue. I'm going to look. Does, does the book, it's like got like a uh, heart on it on the front. Like a purplish color book, I think. A blue, maybe? Yes. Um, dark, it's like navy blue, and it has the Adinkra sign. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. I was just making sure, because I know, I know I, I, I've, seen her, I've seen her with the book. But I really didn't see what exactly what kind of stuff. I just I just was like, I swear I said complimentary, but I just I've never really got it. Said, I just couldn't I couldn't pronounce. It, it does say that, brother. Yeah. Complimentary. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dig into her library. She got a little library in the cut that she put her own. She hiding books out. I don't know what these books about over there. She got a little, she got a little slew of other boys over here to, and they kind of had to dig into her pile and see what she got over there and uh, uh, check and, and see if I can uh, check that out. It might help me out some. I know it, I know it will because Bob Rudy, he's tough. I, I'm, I can, you know, I got some other works by him, and he's mm-hmm. definitely an excellent, you know, excellent writer. He's very... Um, they, um, the language that you can understand, that's, that's one of the things that, that I like about it. It's very clearly written. I just I had a flyer that came up from him on uh, Facebook, and they have the, the third annual meet and greet social uh, Friday, June 5th. It's from 7 to 10. It's in uh, Lithonia, Georgia. And it says singles, food, conversation, couples, music, games. Free admission, but donations always welcome. And um, he's sponsoring it. It's named after that book. All right. Yep. Well, you know, if you're down there in Georgia, get All on. Right. Uh, yeah, post that. Uh, are you part of the group on Feet on the Ground, the group on Facebook? Yes, I am. Well, just post that, post that. If you got the flyer, post it up in there if you could. You get a chance. Yeah, so, you know, so, so fairly be able to check it out. Or tag me to it or something. I'll be able to at least pass it on. I ain't in Georgia, but I know some family down there. Right. That sounds like a good thing. Well, I guess I'm not off the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely, that's, that's right on point, right on time. You know, we, right. we're speaking of it's right on time. Well, that's what I heard from Dr. Clark. Uh, okay. Something I heard uh, a lecture Dr. Clark speaking on, and that's one of the things that he was talking about. You know, uh, you should, uh, you know, at a, we have to decide at what point in time is the cutoff where you don't find your own mate on your own, where the community intervenes to help that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Right on. Black power. A rock without it. Hey, listen, it is what it is. It is what it is. 
I got some other questions that are dealing with some other things. I think I want to make that a whole other night to talk about a couple other things about um, things that we should do for each other in a relationship, you know, to help help each other out. But I uh, I wonder this though: how do you how do you express as as well, how do you express as a man? How can uh, you know how uh, does a man express? that he felt like he was wrong. And, and do it in a way that that she feels this is sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wonder this because I I've always wondered this because, you know, I I very rarely see a woman take uh, a apology from any man and take it as though he was sincere. She always says she always takes it as though he's condescending. So I just want to know how can a man make a, a, a proper, you know, properly say, you know, I think that I was wrong. He might have been right. So now how can I properly uh, fix it? How can I alleviate this stress? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm not that type of, I, well, I don't know, maybe I give that off through body language, but I've felt that I've always been receptive to a man apologizing to me, one of my brothers, or my king apologizing to me. Um, I think that for a sister that may not take that as being sincere, it's because maybe she's had an experience where, the apology didn't change the behavior. Mm-hmm. Or the behavior, you know, that of the behavior yeah. that you're apologizing for. True. True. And I like I like that you said that, uh, Sister Camille, because there's one thing that I've noticed that in a lot of arguments I found myself saying that even though these are the words that are coming out of an individual's mouth, that the words don't mean anything if the action isn't behind it. So I've had my arguments where, you know, sister be like, well, I said this or I did that. But it's like, that's the thing. You said it, but you didn't do it. So it's like what's coming out of your mouth don't mean nothing to me. I respect the action over the words any day. And it's like that even outside of relationships, even with getting into it with people. Like, you can sit there and argue all day, back and forth, push and shove. That don't mean shit. I respect the action. Take off on somebody. Walk up on somebody, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? I respect that more than two people that's going to sit there and yell back and forth all that bit. Because the actions show me that that is genuine more than the words. Because the words, what comes out somebody's mouth and what's in their heart is two different things. That's why uh, I find myself unapologetic. Because when somebody's angry, it's just like them being drunk. You know what I'm saying? They say a drunk man always tells the truth. Well, so does an angry individual. When an individual's angry, they'll sit there and they'll dwell. And that comes from their heart. Everything that they say while they're angry is true because they really feel that way. It's just when they wasn't angry, they might have been taking into consideration your feelings and they wasn't putting that out there like that. So, you know, that's why I find myself to be unapologetic. 
to add one more small thing in. Um, in my mind, the way that I thought that this conversation would have went, or how I say, how I would have liked it to went, sometimes we want things to go a certain way. And unfortunately, you know, it's planned to go a different way. Um, I was expecting to be able to have an equal amount of women and men. And I have the, the sisters uh, come together and put out their uh, feelings or whatever or their experiences of, of, of good and bad, the likes and dislikes, um, the things that they find to be an issue at the hand of the black man and the black woman today on building a better relationship. And once we can look at the things that keep us separated is to start working on and putting into effect after each time that we have these conversations is I would like for us to be able to have this as a steady topic and so we could actually see a result and, and a change in the black man and black woman. Now, I don't know how the rest of the family feels about that. It's not within my control to push that forward, but just to bring it up and see how the family feels. Um, if we can get it to where, even if it's just the sisters going in and we just sit there and listen, and then the next show is the men going in and the sisters listen, mm-hmm. and then we have it to where just both go back and forth. Now, I don't want it to turn into male versus female issue which happened before when we tried to have uh, this topic of conversation. That's why I said, let's have this conversation and keep our minds on the ending result in building a better relationship in the black man and black woman, not only today, but for the babies. And be able to put aside uh, whatever feelings and emotions that we may have. We don't want to create confusion or an issue for those that are in relationships inside their homes, but we do want to be able to merge whatever situations is going on there. So this is an attempt, and hopefully it'll get better. Uh, Like I said, uh, we don't always get what we want, so uh, I'm content with that. Whatever the ancestors bring to the table, I'm more than accepting of that. I can't go against that, but... I'm going to ask that any sisters on the line, family members, friends, even if they don't have knowledge of self, even if they're not RBG, even if they're not African, Senate, or Pan-African, or whatever title they want to give themselves. Uh, I want to open this up to all sisters. The only thing you have to be to get to this conversation is just melanated. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Because the only way to tackle the situation on hand is to deal with the different stereotypes of men and women that have been put out there by the European. And to realize that the European has put us in an over-sexualized environment as his weapon of war, of annihilation against us. Um we already seen the war tactic that he used on us to divide and conquer. So that created the separation between us and the hatred between us. So now we're looking at the command and conquer stage. So we can't let the European get the victory on the command and conquer. Because like I said before, and I don't mean to keep repeating myself, I'm not a parrot, but if we lose that fight there, then, you know, we lose that bond between black man and woman, and then you'll see more mulattoes running around here, which we could already see. That's the practice agenda because he puts things out like, oh, in 2050, we'll all look like this. Um, 
2030, the world's population will look like this. I'm not going to give you that victory. I can't. You know what I'm I gave my life before that. So, with all my ills and with all my wrongs, I just want to say this. The mind state that has put me in and the individual that I am, whether right or wrong, whether solid or unsolid, stable or unstable, meaning the same thing, is that for me it makes it easier for me to go out and put myself in a situation, whether if I live or die, because at the end result, if I die, I don't bring, I don't bring a burden of feelings on anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's no hearts broken behind that. You know what I'm saying? So my liberation on that, for me, is valid. You know, I can go out and do some stupid shit, whatever the result is, whether stupid or heroic, you know? Whatever the end result is, it doesn't reflect on anybody else but myself. And that's just where I'm at now. Mm. Right now. Thank you very much, Brother Hebrew. Okay, you know, you, you stay dropping the bombs tonight. And um, as you said, you know, I think that we should, what we would do, we would have to extend the show into several different topics. You know, because we can come in with a, with another show where we discuss the uh, the the false, you know, the falsehoods, the, the the misidentifications that we place on each other. You know, how we look at each other, and, and uh, you know what we what we think about each other, how we feel about each other, and just put that down. You know, just those uh, things that we think that a man is supposed to be, in and and how the women uh, put down what they think. A man is supposed to be what the men think a man is, what the women think what a woman is supposed to be, you know, and, and we can definitely um, extend this conversation. It's something that has to be extended because um, dealing with our relationships is something that we have to do on a daily basis. This is something that has to be constant, you know, um, and more than needs a, uh, you know, it, it needs a slot of its own, you know, we need a day alone that would just only be for relationships. You know, we're strong, we're trying to pile it off, something like that. But we really wanted to have um, the sister participation, and we're happy for the sisters who participated tonight because even though we have more people, more family members in the audience who are listening in, but we had an equal amount of men and women speaking to each other. We had me, Brother Heyru, and uh, Brother Cole, uh Sister Monumental um, Goddess, Sister Camille, and Sister Mookie. Sister Camille and Sister Mookie. <laughs> Almost tongue-tied me for a second. <laughs> Almost got tongue-tied for a second. But, you know, I, I would say that, you know, the thing about uh, a conversation like that, a conversation like this, is that people generally are, um, you know, it's it's not for the weak. It's not for the weak. You know, it's not for the weak. It's not for those who are emotionally weak, even though, even though some of us, are, and I'm not going to say emotionally weak, but for those who don't know how to hold, an emotional conversation without being over emotional because it's going to be an emotional conversation, but not to be overly emotional where your converse, where what you're saying has no uh, 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 validity. You know where you where you only going to uh, diatribe or rhetoric and uh, escapism and pandering to why I'm so hurt and I'm a victim. You know, we don't want no victimization. We all have uh, been a victim. So, you know, I always say no one victim is greater than the next victim. 
we all just trying to get better. You know, so you know, the strap on your back didn't hurt less on your back than it did on mine. It was just stress. So now we, um, so right now, what we're doing is just trying to pick ourselves up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll look into definitely holding the conversation again. You know, we might have to have another think tank Thursday on this next week. Or we might just have to have a, a Wednesday show where we just dealing with, you know, like I said, I'm I'm gonna shop around and see what some of the queens are doing. We just have a show where we got something that we deal with on a regular basis. But for right now, I can see Thursday, um, for a time where that's what the, the, the topic could be, just basically, what is manhood, what is womanhood, from both, you know, from both sides. How how are we gonna express this? What what do we say it is? And about accordingly, and we just, you know, just uh, make sure that we push that as the thing, and then just work and just work on it. We got, uh, you know, there's millions of us out here. Our answer, you know, our answer might be the answer for everyone, and might not be. But you know, we'll, we'll definitely put uh, our best foot forward and keep our feet on the ground. Sister, uh, come in. What's you got going on before we sign off tonight? Uh, Black Power, um, I'm really kind of out of the loop, so I really, you know, um, don't have my feet on the ground in, in those regards at the moment. But um, we we still got our study group thing going on, and hopefully we can get back on that uh, Saturday or Definitely after um, the Feet on the Ground program Saturday or Sunday. Uh-huh. Well, definitely look forward, you know, look forward to that. And you saying that I'm about to, uh, uh, I'd like to thank Bubba Little for sending that Richard King out here to me an extra copy of that Richard King, you know, and now my daughter has a copy, and I thank Bubba Little very much for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing some out, you know, some some reading out loud and everything with that thing. Um, we look forward to uh, this Saturday. We're seeing if we got the uh, two of the said language from the Island Rock Squad coming in. We look to see if we can get the uh, brothers and Jenny and brother Saul in, so we can continue the conversation from last week which would be an excellent conversation on Mother Nature, but a more in-depth uh, questioning. Uh, audiences, you know, there won't be a lot of questioners to be a uh, direct thing before uh, Brother Minkara, Captain Aff, will be on patrol that night um, diving into this, uh, this, this, into this um, subject of whether or not the Mother Nature has been translated and by which means, and, you know, it will just have, a nice time sitting back listening to the diatribe that's going on, then you'll be able to get your questions in, you know, once the uh, conversation is over. And hopefully hopefully everything runs real smooth. And so we'll look forward to that. Like I said, Slaughterhouse Saturday, that'll be 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 on the west side, the best side. Y'all know what to do. You line up in between those zones right there. Uh, see what else we got rocking. We like to uh, again, you know, glad that uh, Brother Tim is, you know, the Queen had to pay a ransom to get the brother home, but you know he was 
the ransom was the ransom was paid. Uh, the brother came home with minimal damage to himself. So you know, we uh, we look forward to definitely making sure that we uh, further go into the brutalization of our of our people and strategies and keys and mannerisms for us to fight back and secure our own community. So look forward to that on Tuesday news, news and more news. That'll be ten PM Eastern. So uh ten PM Eastern, seven PM on the on the west side. So if uh with that being said though with with that being said, I definitely like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. I like to thank this um I like to thank the sisters for coming out because one thing is is that a lot of times a black man, you know, he seems to have all the answers. But until he hears the wisdom of the woman, that's when it finally comes clear. So I definitely like to thank, you know, thank you all for, for coming out and, and putting your and putting your um presence or bringing your presence to the show and, and giving you know, giving us as a black family that understanding that we're moving forward. Like I said, you know, once we hear holding this conversation alone is a uh, a point to look at and say that we are moving forward. We are progressing as a people because we are seeing what are the fundamental things that are wrong with us. So. Black power, and black power to Brother Tim, you know, as you said, get free from the cracker beast. Yeah, you know, brother went in, did his thing. But uh, with that being said, though, I'm going. We're going to sign out. We're going to see everybody. Uh, you know, listen. We got the. We got the. Listen. We got the Google. Hey, we got the Google chill out. As our brother uh, little like to say, now if you'd like to be part of our study group, or uh, like to come in and conversate with us on the back on the back line, uh, please Africans only. It's blackpowerblock at gmail.com. Again, that's B-L-A-C-K, power, P-O-W-E-R, block, B-L-O-C-K, at gmail.com. All you have to do is send me a message with a Gmail account. Um, Like I said, send me a message with your Gmail account, and uh, we're looking to add you in if you properly vet it. And you'll be able to come on in and join our uh, study group. And so, you know, we, we have fun back there as Africans. Um, as Africans learning to learn again, you know, and learning to learn amongst each other in a classroom type of setting, you know. Uh, so, you know, make sure that y'all do that. If you're interested again, hit me up at blackpowerblock at gmail.com. Anything else need to be said? With that being said, though, uh, go to uh, change.org has a petition for Bible Alternatics. I, I posted it on my own personal page on Facebook. I'll look to get it again so I can post it. Well, uh, you know, the petition is to, it's for Bible to be they'll be checked in from the state's attorney to make sure that he get all his licenses and uh, Cleared up. He's been forced out of practice of the law for over two decades uh, of a lick of ridiculous amount of time. 
So we need to make sure that we stay diligent with that. This is definitely one of the elders that we need to make sure that at, that we sit at his feet as any chance that you get to get them pearls of wisdom that he's given. Tonight, they are in the Cotton Club in Harlem, actually. Tonight, the Cotton Club in Harlem is hosting a tribute to Bible Automatics. And so, uh, with that being said, though, we out of here. Uh, be black. Love black. Uh, black man and black woman together is black love, and black love is black power. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to put the cracker in the trunk. See, before we yeah. end. Let me add off for you hit that button. Go ahead. My last and words is going to be that. Let's all remember one thing. The only trinity that exists and the first trinity that exists was Asar, Aset, and Horus. Or Osiris, Isis, and Heru. And we seem to part ways from that understanding. So as long as we keep our feet on the ground and stay grounded and remember that the key victory in our revolution and the key victory to our liberation is the love and the connection between the black man, black woman, and black child. As long as we can keep that in perspective, we'll always win. Because that's the one thing that our enemies don't have. So, like I said, keep your feet grounded. Put it forward. Put the action forward. Keep it moving. Don't let it get stagnant. Don't let it ever become separated again. Keep it valuable and keep it close to you like your arm at time of war. It's always an arm reaching way, baby. Black power. We'd like to praise Nat Turner, glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad, praise Harriet Tubman, glory to Ida B. Wells, long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Wilhelma, before the end. Cracker in the trunk! House nigga, too.